Today on the podcast, we discuss underrated or underutilised wrestlers in the WWE. It's in relation to a tweet the WWE sent out to name an underrated wrestler for Raw, SmackDown and NXT. I'm joined once again by Spud, the podcasting king, and the return of Nader C after six weeks on the sub bench and dropped by the manager. He returns to the team today with some controversial opinions to continue reminiscing about the right to censor in the Attitude Era. Well, without further ado, let's get to it. Underrated wrestlers currently in the WWE. Well, on this episode of the podcast, gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the most underrated stars currently on each of the three brands of WWE. Joining me today, I have Aaron. How are you, Aaron? Call me Spud, but Spud. yeah, I'm, I'm all right, Matt. How's it going? Absolutely delighted. I'm very, very happy to have uh, Drake Maverick with me on the podcast here. So uh, welcome, Spud. <laughs> Rockstar Spud. That's me all over, Matt. <laughs> and I'm also joined by the president of the Barra Best Supporters Club. It is Neil Campbell. How you doing, Neil? I'm fabulous. Thanks. How are you? Ah, excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll get down to business here. Who is the mo- who is the most underrated star on each brand in WWE? We're going to start with Raw, and we've had a few responses to the tweet that um, I sent. So we'll, we'll we'll start with those first, and I'll go between the two of you, just for a different opinion on each of these stars, I guess. And um, we'll start with the three the three male guys who were named. First up is Kevin Owens, Neil. Give me some thoughts on Kevin Owens, and is he underrated? Yes and no. I think when he was playing that sort of anti-hero role where he was a heel, but the fans were all cheering him, and you know he sort of let loose on the mic, he was very good. But then when he had that slow-burning face turn, he's sort of now pandering to the crowd a bit, and he's taken on the Stone Cold stunner when his stunner is nowhere near as good and stuff. I just think he's... Seems like they've dropped the ball of it with him, and but, but I mean, as an actual wrestler, are we talking purely, you know, as a star or as a wrestler? Bit of both. The whole package. The whole package. Well, he can definitely go. Like I mean, he does a couple of pretty cool moves, um, but in general, I think at the minute they've dropped the ball with him. Is he underrated? I don't know. That's a tough one. Perhaps, maybe. Um, um, I don't know. That is actually quite a hard one to start off with because he's been given a few opportunities. His universal title reign wasn't the best. Again, I don't think that Brickham did him any favours. Is he underrated? I'll say yes because they're not utilising him properly. So I'll say yes, he is underrated. Okay, interest, interesting thoughts there. Spud, where do you stand on KO? And also on anything as Neil said, is there anything you agree with, disagree with, or any other thoughts on KO? I think most of this argument is semantics. It's underutilization versus under underrated. I think everybody rates Kevin Owens like to the bit. Like he's been given chances. He's his debut was fantastic. Uh, he beat Seth at Mania just passed and then did nothing because of this whole COVID thing. But I wouldn't say he's underrated. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the fence of. I don't think most of the people when I was flicking through the exact same Twitter thread, uh, I don't know if people sort of understand what underrated means. Like, 
I saw somebody say Charlotte was underrated on that Twitter thread. <laughs> and it's like, do you know what I mean? So Kevin Owens isn't underrated. He's he's classed. I, th- I think he's un- overlooked by booking, maybe. That's the way to go. Yeah. And they don't sort of trust him to carry a program because when he got that universal title thing, uh, it was all like Triple H was going to take him under his wing. I think that was the whole the whole shtick with that. So I think overlooked, uh, which I'm going to be saying an awful lot more than underrated because he is rated. He wouldn't be in the biggest wrestling company if he was underrated, if that makes sense. Uh, so I'm sort of very much on the overlooked, not underrated side of things. But Nate, what Nate has said, he's... he's underutilized to 100%. That he just disappeared after after Mania. Yeah, and just completely came, vanished. Came back and he was feuding with Andrade and Angel Garza. It's, it's a strange sort of setup, the way they've got it. But massive fan of Kevin Owens. Uh, he's, he's flying the flag for people with the same body type as me, so I'm all for him. <laughs> very good, very good. But specifically on what you're saying about KO, I, I would agree with both of you. You both have very good points. Do I think he's underrated? Probably not. Over overlooked and underutilized. I I would I would agree with. Um, just to have a bit of a laugh here, I'm looking through this the the, the people who responded to WWE um, yes. question rather than ours because WWE obviously got a little bit more, just a little. For the Raw brand, we got such names as Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins. Um, let me scroll on through here. Uh, this is one we'll talk about, and it's came up quite a lot. Actually, a few people said it. Spot, I'm going to stick with you for this one, and then I'm going to go to Neil because I know Neil isn't a fan, so I want to give you the platform first of all. Oh, for God's sake. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go with Alistair Black. Oh, I know who this is. Oh, I knew it was him. I knew it. Again, uh, there was a big buzz with him coming, coming in. I don't think the no what to do with him. He came about around the same time as the uh, Fiend kind of thing. So they could only focus on one spooky band at a time. (laughs) And now he's just in the background. He's just a bit part player in this Seth Ray thing that's been going on since like ever. I don't think, again, he's not underrated. I put down the commentators a lot because I don't think they're as good as they used to be. But I don't think they're bad at getting people over when they actually focus on it. I think Todd Phillips is actually pretty good at like just little things like he's one of the best strikers in the WWE or something like that. Just little things like that sort of come across. I don't think he's underrated. Again, overlooked. It's just how many wrestlers the WWE have at the minute? Yeah, about two hundred. So <laughs> they're gonna they've enough for a crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, I just think he's lost in the shuffle. I do like him. I, I'm, I, I like the striking sort of aspect of it. I was always a big Tajiri fan and stuff back in the day, so kicks are my mo. But yeah, I don't, I don't hate him. I hate his entrance. I, I don't like him rising up like with his creaky sort of sit up thing in a coffin or something. Yeah. But I haven't even seen him do that in a very long time either because, again, he's just running in, saving Ray from getting blinded. <laughs> so, overlooked. Uh, yeah, same as KO. Very, very capable. He's in the best company in the world. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan, but I just can't see him doing well there. I don't know why. Yeah, f- for me, my opinion, Alistair Black, is he's very good in the ring. 
he's an upper mid card at best in my opinion i think you give him a run chasing a, a, a u.s title an ic title you make it a big deal he goes on either goes on in the opener and has a brilliant match or he goes on towards later in the card before there's a filler match before your main event he's one of those guys you should could be in your show stealer match but what's interesting he's a, is he's a money in the bank guy yeah, you know I mean? he's, 100%, he's always yeah. going to be in that match, money in the banks. He's yeah. going to be sniffing around the upper mid, but I just can't see him going any further than that. Yeah, well, just before we move on to Neil, even his NXT run, you know, he won the belt on. Did he? He won the belt on NXT on the on a weekly show, or was that what he lost it? Sorry, on a weekly show to Champa. Even when he was NXT champ, he never main evented a takeover as the champion. It was Gargano and Champa, I think, and then they switched the belt onto Champa for the big rivalry so I've always wondered maybe they rate him but maybe they don't really trust him to carry a top title and not that I'm saying NXT title is a top title but for that brand it's a top title well it's like uh, Drew who's the biggest star in the company at the minute he never had a successful NXT uh, defence so you can sort of look at that as well he won it and then lost it the very next time he defended it so I know what you're getting at, like kind of they're they're sort of hesitant, but I just don't know where he fits in. He's not a top star, he's just kind of there. Yeah, he's, um, he's one you put in, has a good match, gets the crowd going. Yeah, I think they've, a, a load, they've literally dozens of people in the same vein where they can put on a, a really good match, uh, but it's like a week later you're like, oh, yeah, rem- remember he had that match? It's kind of, okay. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Well, now we're, t- we're going to turn the mic over to Neil cut a promo and Alistair Black Campbell. Um, what do you think, Neil? Alistair Black. Right. I want to clarify those comments from earlier, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't hate Alistair Black, right? I don't think he is underrated because all you see on social media, especially Twitter, is sort of like hardcore wrestling fans saying how good this guy is, right? So I don't think he's underrated, but what I will say is I really dislike the fact that so many people get carried away. Now, the fella debuted on Raw not that long ago, really, but yet within a couple of weeks, people are like, oh, he should be facing The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And it's like, what? Like, where, how can you ever come to that conclusion that somebody who has wrestled like twice on Raw now, I'm not talking, obviously he's wrestled a good bit now, but he's wrestled like two or three times on Raw in squash matches against nobodies, that suddenly he should be main eventing WrestleMania against The Undertaker or getting a, a title run. <laughs> no way. You have to slowly build these guys up. Like, give him a US or an Intercontinental run or whatever. You can't just throw them straight into the main event unless they're like this one-off amazing anomaly like Brock Lesnar back in 2002. But do you know what I mean? Like someone like Alistair Black needs to be built up. I, I just don't agree with the fact that people are like, oh yeah, he should be fighting The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It's like, shut up, you absolute morons. I don't, yeah. I, I'm just not having that. But I, I, I don't think he's underrated because he seems to have quite a big fan base and he seems to be um, quite over with uh, the internet fan base, especially. Yeah. I mean, so he I wouldn't was, say he, he's underrated. He was one of those guys that if you wanted to like of a bleacher reporter on a wrestling website or any wrestling fan website, it was always like fantasy booking Alistair Black to get into the, the title picture and how they would do it. And you and you, I would agree with you, you sort of sit back and go, I would like to actually see him get built up first. I mean, 
I'm still yeah. look. I'm still looking at it, and bar a couple of like a three week program, which was really designed to get the Undertaker involved with Styles. I'm really struggling to think of has he had a long term program with anyone in the main roster. Well, who? I don't. Alistair, so. Alistair Black, Spud. Did you? Any any memory? Of, I know he's have a bit of a thing with Rollins going oh. back and forth here a few months, but I mean, a there proper was that knock at my door. Knock at my door. He did with uh, Murphy. That lasted ages, but went nowhere. Oh, we just them two like, having big good matches with each other. <laughs> yeah, occasionally, but but they would forget for like three weeks and then just go, "Oh, I'm knocking on your door again." It's like, <laughs> God, you just look like a wee teenager sitting there brooding, playing some limp biscuit, like feeling sorry for yourself. So, did he have a match with Cesaro that was particularly good, or was meant to be very good? I think that was his debut. It might have been his debut on Raw. It's very debut Yeah. Um, the thing that ruined Alistair Black as well, I just remembered, was remember they just randomly brought up like six or seven NXT guys and him and Ricochet were just a tag team out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it also ruined Gargano and Champa, who were having the feud of the decade, and they just tagged them up again. But um, I think that sort of halted any momentum going into the main roster, so that might have had something to do with it, but yeah. he's not underrated. Everybody rates him, so he's not. Yeah. I would say for the internet fan base, like, you know, the sort of real hardcore wrestling fans, that he, in my opinion, is through them, like, he is very, he'd be underrated in their eyes, but in just, like, a casual wrestling fan, he would be overrated. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. 100%. But the way the rate, the way the ratings are going, it's just going to be the internet fans in like six months. So, <laughs> but he's not helped by poor Pippen. Well, and oh, and I agree with what Spud says. I think his kicks are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's I all mean, he does. I think, <laughs> I think a running a running theme of um of this podcast will probably be that they're not helped by the booking, and that's a recurring theme with the company as a whole, probably for five years at least now, maybe more, but. Moving on to someone who is part of Seth Rollins' group and someone who I think that WWE look at that as if he's getting a push. I don't, but he's part of Seth Rollins' Monday Night Messiah. one of the followers, I guess, or the disciples or whatever they're calling them. Um, but Murphy, or let's go with Buddy Murphy, I think. Calling someone Murphy just makes him sound like, I don't know, like an Irish drug person or something i don't know it just seems very like southern irish name to me murphy but um murphy spud murphy talk to me wasn't Heyman big on him that was always the rumor he was big on like certain folk he was one of the guys i like him i like his taste in women better but like <laughs> i think um <laughs> he's he's a weird one because if he was not in that disciples or that the whole Seth Rollins followers thing, you would not see him on t- TV. He would be Akira Tozawa, one of the ninjas at the minute. <laughs> you just wouldn't. You might get the odd match where on, like, do they still do Superstars at the minute? Or um, Saturday yeah. Night Main Event or whatever? They do, they do Main Event because it was quite funny. Ricochet was on it and I seen all the internet fan base saying, you know, how, how the mighty have fallen. He was, you know, so, everyone thought the height and eyes on Main Event and Ricochet was like, look, I'm just a fan living my dream. I'm happy yeah. just wrestling on TV. I'm making 700 grand a year just to <laughs> do what I would be doing anyway. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, I think uh, Murphy's did better than I ever expected because I remember the NXT, who was 
I mean, who was his partner? One of the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Uh, whoever that one, I cannot remember his name. Yeah. Uh, but I liked them. But at the star of even that tag team was Alexa, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. She got called so, up. She was only a valet at that point. She got yeah. called up to the main roster. Yeah. So I think he's very. He's not underrated. He is rated correctly. I think he's used well. He's always going to be the one that takes the pin. See, anytime I see a tag team match with him and <laughs> Seth, it's like, right, I wonder who's going to take the pin here. I think it's a push. I think uh, we, we were talking before on stables that you need to build up stars. I think they're failing in that regard. Yeah. Because would Randy Orton and Evolution be getting pinned every week? Or be the jobber that goes in and gets sparked out by Angel Garza or whoever. Yeah. No. Uh, so I think he's very good. I love his finisher and I love the name. Murphy's Law is a great name and it's a really good finisher. <laughs> but he's just kind of there. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, it's. Yeah, I don't mind him. I think losing the name Buddy is just strange. Like just Murphy just sounds like fella. Like you said, it sounds like an Irish drug dealer, but like <laughs> it's just, hey Murphy, where are you going? It's yeah. like just shouting to your mate. Yeah. But I like him. He he looks very strange. <laughs> I think his hair is insane, but I like him. He's one of he's one of these guys, and I put Alistair Black in the same mold. He's one of these guys you can just put in the ring to have good matches, but you sort of go where else are you going with him? And there isn't re- to me, there's nowhere else really to go. And I see Black in somewhere the same mold. He's someone you can have. He just has decent good matches. And that's it. Um, well, yeah, you can build a can build a career on that, like Cesaro's had. But like, uh, win matches, just win matches. That's how you get over. Yeah. So they're very stop start with everybody. Black uh, Owens disappears for times. Um, literally the three people that we've talked about so far, they just disappear or forget. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens is in like a section or a segment where he's just holding the ropes open for Charlotte Flair so she can talk for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I, I hate to go back to the booking thing, but it's just, I think people forget it's that many people on a roster. You're going to forget. Yeah. Like I said, it's just fact. I did it when I did GM mode on uh, SmackDown. Here comes the pain or whatever it was. So how are 30 writers going to keep track of everybody? But yeah, Murphy's there. Uh, smoke show of a wife. Neil, I'm going to move to you with someone different. Um, someone I've I've sent you a clip off them in NXT. I don't know how much you've seen off them in the main roster, but Bianca Belair, I think, could be a huge star in the women's division. Any thoughts on Bianca Belair? Mm, I don't really know much about her to be honest. I saw some of the clips that you've sent me. Um, she didn't she appear? Did she appear in the World Rumble? Yeah, she went the longest in the women's rumble. She went a good yes. forty minutes, and the crowd were going yes, crazy. And then, of course, right. of course, um, the Golden Girl of WWE chucked her over Underrated. the top rope. Underrated. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's got sort of lost in the shuffle as well. Like, was she not sort of touted to be the next sort of big female star to come from NXT, and then suddenly she's with the Street Profits? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, she's actually she's married to one of the Street Prophets, who is she's someone I'm married to. The good one. Yeah, who I'm going to bring up next. But yeah, she, 
I thought, thought it was quite strange. They sort of debuted her as part of the Street Profits and then they've brought her back and they've kind of completely separated her from the Street Profits and now she's running about with Ruby Riot. It just seems very odd. It's a very odd pairing. Uh, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't really know much about her. Yeah. So um, I don't really know if she's underrated or overrated. I, you probably have to assess her situation again in about a year's time Yeah. because she was originally predicted to be like the next big star to come up. So if it's this time next year and she isn't, or hasn't at least had a run with one of the women's titles, then you would you would probably be like here. <laughs> You'd be able to make a more fair assessment of it then. Like, so it's maybe a wee bit too early to decide whether or not she's underrated or overrated. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Spud, any thoughts on Bianca Belair? Uh, I like the whole gimmick. I think she's very, very different. Um, again, she's not underrated. Uh, this is a... I don't think anybody you bring up I'm going to say is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> or underrated sorry um but um yeah i like the hair gimmick i like her on the mic she's strong she can go like 40 minutes in the rumbles unless you're road dog and you're just holding on to the bottom rope the entire time like that's pretty impressive so or, or vince mcmahon doing commentary <laughs> or vince mcmahon or uh roman reigns and just go in an ambulance for like 40 minutes but she got it's not so much she got lost in the shuffle it's just her husband's there Let's let's just give him the give him the Montez. <laughs> and also, I don't know. She came across very healy. See, because there was no crowd when she the first couple of weeks that she made her debut, um, you could hear Montez Ford and the useless one, who I clean forget the name of. They were on commentary, and she was doing like a squash match, I think, and they were just shouting. And I'm like, this is like a heel tactic. It's, <laughs> She's toying with this like squash victim, and they're like shouting from the from the rafters, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I like her. I think she's very, very different and could be a player, but not on not underrated. Very much rated correctly. Yeah, it, it's a very it's a very hard topic because there's not very many people that actually are underrated and the last one on Raw that I want to touch on Montez Ford give me some thoughts on Montez Ford Spud you first uh, I think he's great I think he's reckless um, there's some there's some no there's literally some moves where I'm like that didn't look fun to take um, uh, he did that flip where they forgot to catch him like a month and a half ago or something. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I like him, but he seems to be just buzzing to be there. He seems to be like, yeah, let's, let's wrestle. And he's very like winking at the camera. I think he's funny. I think he is hilarious. He's got that, uh, charisma sort of star quality. He needs to get rid of that useless big agent that he, <laughs> he hangs about with. I, I do not rate him in the slightest. There's an overrated person, but <laughs> the uh, I think actually the Viking Raiders thing, I came into it and thought this was going to be awful, like uh, anything you can do. But they made chicken doo-doo and the chicken salad, so I actually enjoyed some of those segments, which is strange because people playing mini-golf and pulling turkey legs out of a golf hole <laughs> shouldn't work for me in yeah. 2020, but there we go. Um, I think he carries the team. Um, he's very, very good. But again, I think he's just sloppy. There's something about it. 
he's an amazing athlete and I think he doesn't even know his limits. Like he would do I think he does like a frog splash kind of finish. Yeah, he does, yeah. And he gets insane height. Like yeah. Rob Van Dam would be like looking thinking, Oh my god, that's way too high, big man. Um big fan, I think he needs to be a single star uh ASAP and get rid of the what do you call the other guy? Uh, Angelo Dawkins is the other thank one. Thank you, thank you. Um he was on developmental for like seven years or something and then lucked out by being mates with Montez, but massive fan of Montez Ford. Um not underrated again. Everybody seems to really like him and rate him correctly. Yeah, I, I think you're just really missing someone backstage with a little bit of know how, even like a Kurt Angle if he's doing a, a like an agent role or whatever, pull him aside, word in his ear. You're really, really good. You're really talented. You're really charismatic. Calm down a little bit. Slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like his whole, like, um, he shakes the ropes like Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. There's, But he does it for ages. Like, I literally think he's very 80s looking <laughs> without the cocaine. It's like um, he's running about and he's so buzzing. I think uh, when I watch him, I'm just like, that, that fella's having the time of his life. Like, he's not like Mike Canellis just yeah. slumping his way through a match and yeah. asking for his release every three weeks. I I do enjoy watching him, but he can be exhausting to watch as well. It's kind of... Yeah. But yeah, good uh, good guy. Yeah. Massive fan uh, in the same vein. If, if he had him and his wife just like as a parent sometimes and she's yeah. sort of a manager, uh, I think that's money. Yeah, 100%. Because she's got that charismatic factor as does he and it would be a very entertaining double act on the mic and stuff exactly um neil moving on to you to someone on the smackdown roster now that you're not a huge fan of but a lot of people seem to love and i quite like coming to you with these ones because um i always get a laugh out of some of your comments but here we are with the drifter elias totally overrated I don't get it. I, I, I honestly, I don't get it. People talk about who, how good this guy is, but does he actually ever wrestle a match? Very like, rare. Does he? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's meant to be a wrestler, wrestle some matches. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just not sold on it. I think it worked at the start, you know, when he came out and insulted people, insulted the crowd, um, you know, with the hometowns and all that sort of stuff, and you know, cheap shots at the local football teams or whatever. Uh, but I, I just it ran its course and I just yeah I, I wouldn't say he's underrated at all I think he's vastly overrated to be honest with you you think I think he looks like he could be a star like he's got the build he's he's tall he's thick he's strong he's well built he actually can go in the ring to an extent like he's not amazing in the ring but he's alright he can handle himself he's quite stiff his, his stuff looks similar to the way I would look at Sheamus in a way when Sheamus does a move you're like oh that looks like it actually hurt he sort of comes across a bit like that but I know what you mean I actually like his gimmick but I feel once you've done five years or maybe more than five years of the same gimmick especially a singing guitar gimmick it's you sort of need to freshen up a little bit yeah, but, I mean, again, I know it's going back to poor Birkin or whatnot, but surely if he was rated that much or if they had, like, a clear idea, a clear vision of what they were going to do for him, surely he should have had, you know, a couple of reigns as United States or Intercontinental Champion or whatnot. 
He was very. I mean, like, he, he, he was very over. Had, at one point. He, that's what I mean. He was very over, but but that, as you say, like you know, a singing guitar gimmick only takes you so far. Yeah. And I just think it needs freshened up. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just not, I'm not sold on him at all. Fair, fair points. Spud, Drew Gulak on the SmackDown roster. <laughs> um, again, it's it's sort of I I really enjoy his work. I think he is just a mini Daniel Bryan, but that's not a bad thing. He's a mini Daniel Bryan without all the injuries. Um, I really enjoy. I enjoyed when he was in the cruiserweights. I very rarely watched the cruiserweights except when it was on a pay-per-view or when they did the purple ropes and raw for a while. And um, I like the methodical, no dives. He was bringing out signs, no dives. And he was doing his, uh, what do you call that? Slideshow. Yeah. Um, I thought it, it kind of reminded me of like a bad news Barrett making the best out of nothing. Um, being given a silly gimmick and run with it like that was over with a very smart E fans and whatever uh, like me but um, <laughs> yeah but uh, underrated no um, I think everybody can see that he works really well he's got that technical style there was a really hard hitting match with Daniel Bryan when they were doing it I think they were on a pay-per-view uh, way at the start of it and it was a, like a really good match, like overlooked match. Yeah, um, that pay-per-view was overlooked. It was Elimination Chamber, and it was actually quite good fun to watch. It was actually a good pay-per-view, but there was no real big names or big hitters on it. Yeah, it was just a solid a solid sort of pay-per-view. I think me and you text each other about it. It's like, this isn't actually that bad. It didn't feel like three hours. Yeah. Um, but Drew Gulag, I was really not sad. I mean, I'm not... I'm not crying in my pillow when he got released for like three days, but um, I think he's really good. He got that. And also he's not under, he got a pinfall over AJ Styles like four weeks ago. Yeah. So um, he's not underrated by the fans. He's not underrated by the writers or the booking staff. Um, I think hang with Daniel Bryan as, as much as you can, then do a heel turn. You could maybe make like a, a mid tier heel. Uh, going forward for the next couple of years, yeah. Um, him and uh, Thatcher, that's working in NXT at the minute. Yeah, I think they'd have a a money match for yeah. people that sort of like that sort of thing, I suppose. But uh, not underrated. In, yeah, for me, I'd be doing slightest. sort of the same thing. You'd be sort of waiting on him to turn heel and Daniel Bryan, maybe some some cheap shot at the Rumble and chuck him out over the top rope, and then you run the program till Mania. And then so WrestleMania yeah. has one like really old fashioned wrestling match on it. And stick there or a to... submission match. A yeah, submission some, match. Something, along those lines. something like that, yeah. Um I think he's he's just he, everybody likes him. I think he was one of the ones along with Rusev that everybody's like, How could you release this guy? Yeah. Like um so yeah, uh, big fan. Again, yeah. not not underrated. Yeah. Neil Carmella. <laughs> well that's a random one I wasn't expecting her name to pop up here oh that was that was a tweet someone tweeted me Carmella I need to figure out who it might have been Alan let me double check it while you expound us um, on Carmella I yeah I think yeah I always thought she was not bad like I, I wouldn't say you know long term that 
should be somebody that would be the face of the company or anything like that. But is she underrated? Is she, what's she even? What's she doing at the minute? Like, is there anything in particular? Like, I would, she she's, hasn't been really in TV hasn't, since. Yeah. yeah, I think she's yeah. at home. Yeah, she's doing her own podcast right, okay. with Corey Graves, rivaling mine in terms of numbers. So I mean, <laughs> she's the direct competition here to the podcast. So we need to bury so her she, name. So she's so she's getting millions of listeners every week then. <laughs> millions and millions. Not not millions, but she does really well in the demos. <laughs> uh, I always liked. Uh, I thought it was good. You remember she had that whole thing before where she won the money in the bank briefcase because your man James L L was it Ellsworth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he helped her and all. And but I know it's going off on a tangent here about her. But the one thing, and it's not her fault, that really annoyed me about that whole Carmela Titorian was when she cashed in and that stupid ref was like. Are you sure? Do you want to do this? Just let her cash in that blasted briefcase. That's yeah, what you're there to do is, is count. Like, shut up and get on with it. It was actually four. I remember watching it. I counted it. It was 40 seconds. The ref was like, are you sure? And yeah. she's screaming yes and pointing at like the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, go and bring the briefcase down. And he's like... It was Mike. Yeah, it was Mike. And he's like, so yeah. you, want to, you want to do it now? And she's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that wrecked me. Like, honestly, if... Oh, it, oh, I don't know. I can't even know what the hell they were thinking of that. I do not know. But um, is she underrated? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But she's not. She's somebody that you know you could maybe have. Do you know what we were saying a few weeks ago in one of these shows where it was like you could have instead of making programs a bit boring, you could have you know, and and either men or women's division, you could have like a new challenger sort of every month filler feuds. You could fire Carmella into that bracket, you know, someone that could challenge yeah. the likes of Asuka or um, Charlotte Flair or whatnot whenever whenever she's champ or whatever, and someone like Carmella. Could yeah, I thought, her ta- I thought her title run wasn't bad, to be honest. I thought the fact she's run the bout with the belt and Ellsworth being the, like, the lackey and stuff, I thought it was very good and very yeah. funny. And her and Archie yeah, got, qu- got quite over just dancing and messing around. Yeah, didn't she win the 24-7 title as well? Yes, she did for a little yeah. bit. Uh, her she, stuff with Artrith was amazing. Yeah, it was yeah, really, really good. Yeah, I, I don't mind Carmella at all. Is she underrated? Yeah, probably a wee bit, yeah. Because I, I, I find a lot of the people, I find a lot of the women that, you know, are, are quite prominent in the women's division are, aren't great on the mic, but she actually can talk and is quite funny. So, yeah, I would say she probably is a bit underrated. Yeah. Spot, I'm going to turn to you for one of my personal favourites. Biggie. Talk to me about Biggie. Biggie, uh, yeah, he's not he's he's not underrated. If he's underrated, it's by choice. We were talking about this yeah. again in text. Um, he was given the opportunity, or there was rumblings that he was like sort of during the Kingston title run. Yeah, uh, were split up the New Day. The New Day have been, I'm pretty sure, like in the top three merchandise sellers for like the last uh, half decade. Um, they are making bank. Xavier Woods is sitting doing playing games at home for the last ten months, just collecting checks. Uh, making porn videos. Uh, well, that's that's a couple of years ago, and that's uh, I've never seen them. I'll have to look them up. But um, <laughs> but I think Biggie is the standout. When he, I like him in NXT. I've I've said before that he did the five count. Yeah. It's like, give me the five, like, made the ref count. It's a King Kong Bundy kind of thing. 
and then he got brought up and he was <sighs> my personal favorite wrestler Dolph Ziggler's mate that didn't talk imagine having Big E <laughs> and not let him talk like that guy is charisma personified yeah even in the little things the little said uh, sort of minutiae like anything when he's quote unquote off mic me and you always talk about the when the face the rock yeah uh new day versus the rock there were still semi heels but they were getting over and uh when the rock said you're wearing what was it llama penises on your head yeah because 1999 and um they overreacted and then you just heard like big e going you can't say penises on TV. You can't say penis. You can't say it. Can you say penis? And he just kept saying it. And yeah. Like, I, Screw it. This is PG. This is PG. This what are you PG. doing and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I think Biggie is money. I just, the only way he's getting out of that group is as a hill. And yeah. I think he is an amazing face. I think he's funny, naturally funny. Any of the Snapchat sort of videos that you see backstage, he's immediately on. Yeah. Like some of the people, AJ Styles always seems a wee bit grumpy or like he's not used to a camera in his face, like yeah. at, a, at an airport with uh, the Iconics or whatever. Yeah. But he's always on. I think he's great. Um, I haven't heard much of the podcast. You listen to the New Day podcast, don't you? I used to. I haven't listened to any of the newer episodes, but some of the older ones and Kofi, they talked about their journeys, how they all came together and how the New Day formed and how they all felt backstage and underused, underutilized and fed up and all this sort of thing. And then they eventually, Kofi got the title run and indirectly they said it was like a victory for all of them because all three of them are just so into the New Day gimmick as such or the New Day as a stable. And he was sort of saying... He never, he said, sort of said it indirectly, you know, that he's sort of been uh, pushed, he could have been pushed and could have turned heel and stuff. And he, and the way I interpret it is he pretty much said, due to the ending of Kofi's title run and where sort of Kofi's been positioned since, he was like, I don't see the purpose in breaking up the new day for me to turn heel, yeah. to have one match with Kofi and lose, or to win the title and then drop the title in two months. And then back to nothing. It was I'd rather just stay in the new day, stay driving, hanging out with a friend, stay making money, and just having fun every week. Yeah, I think he's one of the ones. All of the new day uh, seem like they really, really enjoy. It. I've seen like ride-alongs that show on the yeah. network. They yeah. come across like they're just having fun, and that's rare because everybody's always complaining. Yeah, about true. their spots or whatever. Uh, it's rare to have somebody, but that might hurt him in the long run. Uh, they tried to sort of push him as IC champ. I oh by the way, he should stop doing that. You know where he dives through the ropes doing a spear. Yeah, that's one of the scariest. Moves. Every time he does that, I'm like, oh, it's like he's constantly nearly landing on his head or his shoulder. And with a big guy like that, you know that could ruin your uh, career. Yeah. But I think he's he would be the one that I would say is underrated because he's a great worker as well. Yeah, yeah, and he's good at. Uh, like sort of facial expressions, reading a crowd, playing up to the crowd. I think he's one of the first people that I'm actually going to say is underrated. Yeah. Um, a massive fan of him. I think he's, he's money eventually. I don't know his age or whatever and how long he's got sort of left in his career, but I hope he does break out. Um, be it him versus Keith Lee. Yeah. Be a like, fun one. Uh, do you know what I mean? It's, it's literally, it writes itself. So, um, yeah, uh, big guy, big fan. 
Loppen. Ja. Peggy Nail- Langston. Ja, Peggy Langston. Nailers, Peggy. To borrow one of your favorite phrases, Potsy, when you're saying there about, you know, not breaking the new day up, is that a lack of ambition on his side? A bit of, I could see it a bit of both, but I think he's looking at it long term and saying, what's the point in three months time when they hand the title back to Brock and do Brock Velasquez and I'm back in the mid card and now I'm not making as much money? Perhaps. Do you, but, do you know what I mean? But, but it's all, I know it's all ifs and buts, but surely you'd like to say it at least one point in your career you had, you know, a, a stab at being a singles wrestler post new day. Nope, the post new day. A post. I think they will. I think they will break up, but I think he's right. Right now, you've got Brock running about. Anytime he wants to come back, he's going to be champion. I think he's just not going to compete. Like Sheamus came back and is just floating about, calling uh, Jeff Hardy an alco, and he's had <laughs> like a he's had like a really good like singles run constantly. Yeah. I think Biggie just knows he'd be in the sort of vein of a uh, uh, Samoa Joe, and he'd end up in commentary in like three weeks on main event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um, is he underrated? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then, how? The way I look at it is, how can you find out whether or not he's underrated or overrated if he doesn't have a, a singles run soon? But I don't know. I wouldn't say he's underrated if. He's still on TV like every week and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was actually, when I went to SmackDown in Vancouver, I was devastated that they weren't there. Why? I just wanted to hear them do the do the big entrance and come out to the crowd and throw out pancakes and sort of lift the atmosphere a bit. There's only really one. Were you de- that hungry? No, I just thought it was fun. But I thought there was like, there's only one decent segment that whole show. And ironically, Elias was in it. Um, but. I just sort of thought it would have lifted the atmosphere a little bit. And um, sticking with SmackDown, there's I'm going to just give you a name. I just want a yes or no with this person. I think that to me it's a definite no as underrated. But someone had replied to the WWE's tweet and said Jeff Hardy was underrated. I saw. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I think no, it's an emphatic no. no from the three of us. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost certain he got like a lot of tweets just saying no shush sit down <laughs> no let's have a look silly yeah he got told to go back to his basement <laughs> you love this basement you're leave um let's go cesaro neil yes he's underrated <laughs> no he's not <laughs> he's constantly called like the best ever he's like the commentators cream their pants saying they're like Cesaro's one of the best in the game going. It's just he's underutilized. That's what I mean. It's semantics. Yeah. People like he is not underrated. How can he be? How is he underrated? Well, he must, Explain. He, he must be. He must be under. Well, this is the. I know. Thing. What, I know what you mean. He's underrated the, in, ter- in terms of the, the writers and the papers. Yes. Yes. We're. What are we talking about? That's why I said earlier on with regards to Alistair Black. You know, casual fans think he's overrated hardcore fans think he's underrated it's sort of the same with Cesaro as in writers you know the the bookers backstage they clearly don't rate him that highly but a lot of fans would say like well Spud I know what you mean I get what you're saying as well Spud like I mean he's 
he's but like look at WrestleMania, like he's standing like a escorting Sami Zayn to the ring. Like Cesaro, somebody that should be doing something. Yeah. But, that's, that's, well, as you said, semantics. I know what you mean. I, yeah. I do understand what you mean. Put it this way. He's, he's upper mid-card. Are we, are we all agreed on that? He's yeah. upper mid? Yeah. He's, yes. he's the potential to be upper mid. He's been US champion multiple times. He's been IC champion a couple of times. He's been tag champ like six times, I think. Something I ridiculous like that. He's not I could under be real. wrong, Spud. Spud mm-hmm. I think... I could be wrong, but I think Cesaro has only had one or two US champ runs and he's not been IC champ at all. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has, but I'm not 100%. You might be right. Yeah, But I you know remember. what I mean? He's, he's there. He's there. He's like uh, in every sort of big spot match. He's guaranteed to be in like Money in the Bank. He's the guy that's going to fill your spaces in Money in the Bank. If you're saying Big E is, can't be underrated because he's utilized in TV every week, there's not a chance that Cesaro is underrated. He is constantly on TV. Be that if he's attacking, he's in a new tag with the uh, Nakamura, yeah. another person that's not underrated. Uh, they are literally together because they are quote unquote two of the best in the game. And you can't say that uh, the people are underrated if they're known as the best or one of them. I just I don't get it, but again it is semantics. I can see where everybody's coming from, but he's not underrated. Everybody really. I would realize. say he is. I would class him as underrated in the sense that he hasn't had many runs with singles titles. I think if he had, have maybe had a handful of US and IC run or IC title runs, I wouldn't say. He was underrated, but it's like it's as if they don't want to give him something to on his own. Like when he's on his own, he seems like lost. Well, put it I this think, way: um, is is either of the Usos underrated? No. Well, there you go. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not fussed on them, but you can be a tag, a tag team. team. You can be a tag team specialist. That could be your stick. That could yeah. literally just be your thing, and he's oh, accidentally yeah. fell into that. So I don't consider him underrated. I 100% know what you're going going for, uh, the Marty Gennetti, Shawn Michaels, throw him through a barbershop window thing. I get it, but like, you don't. everybody assumes you're either over or not. You can be slightly over, you can be mid-card, you know, that's why the card's the way it's set. You don't need to be the top guy. Everybody should attain for that, but it's not possible. So no, I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting you, but I'm just like, I just don't think I saw him. He actually replied to the WWE tweet. Oh, did he? Cesaro replied and says, "Did you get the answer you were looking for?" And I'm like, "Yeah, and it wasn't you." <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hardy's more underrated than Cesaro. Um, we'll we'll move on to NXT to get away from Sorry. that from the controversy. But uh, <laughs> Finn Balor, Neil, this is this is a, a suggestion sent in by Johnny Luke. He says Finn Balor is not underrated, but because he's on NXT, he is underrated. Ah, uh, Jake's gonna hate me. Um, I'm not fussed on Finn Balor at all. He's not underrated. He's flipping overrated. I don't see it. Moving on. <laughs> Spud Finn Balor. 
He's not underrated. He's very, very good. He's he wanted to go down. Yeah. He wanted to go back to NXT. He's like that. your football team, Potsy. They wanted to get relegated. That's what Ben Ballard's like. <laughs> it's not a relegation, no. It's a, you can get over on your own, especially if you're trying to get over with the quote-unquote internet fan. Internet fans, excuse me, sorry. I think but, he, I think he just wanted an easier life. I think he wanted to be situated in Florida, where he turned up to the performance center once a week and didn't have the travel, considering he just got married and he's sort of yeah. called, he's turning forty. I think he just thought, you know what? I go to NXT. I'm a big star. I'm on the show every week. I don't have to travel that much. I have a new wife sitting in the house. I'm happy as Larry. Yeah, I I can see that, but he's not underrated. That's just that's silly. He's. Uh, if you get to the WWE, you're not underrated. <laughs> There's my sweeping <laughs> statement. Yeah, Unless well, you're Gilbert. Unless you're Gilbert. I agree. I, I don't think Finn Balor can be classed as underrated, considering he does have a big internet following. I actually agree with Spot on that. Yeah, fair enough. But we're going to wrap up with um, one more. We've, we've missed quite a few, and then I'll, uh, I'm going to ask you one more each, and then I'm going to ask you maybe to name one or two each just off the top of your head, who you think maybe could potentially be underrated. But the last one I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with you, Neil, is Tommaso Ciampa, which Alan named, and I was very... I raised eyebrows when Alan named Tommaso Ciampa as underrated. Any thoughts on underrated and Tommaso Ciampa? Um, until he gets a stab at the, the main roster... I don't know. I, I don't know enough about the fella, to be honest. Now, I know you wax lyrical about him and his music and stuff and how he's like a big guy and he's a good wrestler and stuff. But I think if he didn't at least have one year, a one-year run on the main roster feuding against the likes of Randy Orton, and I know they feel that far with the whole Twitter beef and whatever, if they did not have at least a one-year run, or sorry, if he didn't have a one-year run feuding with the likes of Randy Orton, maybe a Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, whoever, it would be it would be a mass disappointment, and I don't really think he could be judged until he's been on the main roster, to be honest with you. So I don't really know. Is he underrated? I don't honestly. It's hard to tell. Like I mean, he had a really good NXT run. So again, like Spud said. Is it a demotion if you're down in NXT, but he's never been promoted up to the main roster? So, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. And he's a big fan base as well. So is he underrated? No, but Randy Orton seems to think he's overrated. So maybe he should come up and have a few matches on the main roster and then you'd be able to judge it a bit better then. Spud, any comments? Tommaso Ciampa? He's not underrated. He wants to be there. He would rather have that fan base. I think he turned down trying to go up to the main roster. Yeah. Uh, when it first went on the TV, it's not underrated. One of the best going today. Um, very, 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 very good. Massive fan. I love his gimmick. I model my look on him, shaved head and, <laughs> and the beard. Um, <laughs> like I, I can't. He don't. Uh, I'm trying to be as succinct as I can. This whole, like, you have to be in the the main roster argument. I can see where it's coming from, and you need runs with titles and stuff like that. But 
Roddy Piper, one of the most over people of all time, only have one IC championship match or uh, run. That's literally all he had, and he's one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. I think it's what you make it. Tommaso Ciampa is one of those guys that could make it. He's had his neck issues and stuff like that. So maybe he's just happy where he is, but he's definitely, definitely, even Uncle Dave likes him. Yeah, and, uh, says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, his feud with uh, Gargano is literally one of my favorite ever. So no, he's not underrated. Yeah, I mean, I listened to his podcast with Lillian Garcia, and he said on it that he was was asked to go up to the main roster. He said no. He said his neck can't handle it. He says he likes being in NXT because he can have one match every three or four weeks. He says Triple H is very good to him if he says, look, I'm a bit sore today or whatever. Um, he can he can plan his schedule. He, he doesn't have to be on the road, and he's, he's very, very worried about his neck. He says he probably only has two or three years left, and that's at pretty much... It's very, it's like a, it's a full-time, part-time schedule he's on, if you know what I mean. Like, he only wrestles every couple of weeks. Sometimes it's maybe every six weeks or two months now these days. He hasn't had very many matches in 2020. Um, that's sad. Yeah, and I think he's just worried about his neck, and that's why I think he'll stay in NXT. But he, he strikes me, he's always going to be one of those guys that'll probably be in the NXT team at Survivor Series. <laughs> you know, he's always going to be one yeah. of those names that are up there as one of the bigger NXT names. I feel like he's a bit more of a... As his title run in NXT was like excellent. I feel he was very... It was very, very good as a heel. I remember Paul Heyman was laxing all about him. They're going crazy about how good his title run in NXT was. But, yeah, not underrated at all. I think he's just happy where he is. But, I think yeah. if if this boy is built up to be as good as what everyone says he is, and, and I get what he's been, I don't think he's... In the sense of what you've been saying, he's obviously not underrated if he has a massive fan base. But I think it would be a tremendous shame for Summerland that's that popular to not at least have a run, even a part-time run, on the main roster. Um, and I don't include his run as a solicitor when he got chokeslammed by The Undertaker. <laughs> he, was so, a tag, he was a tag team for like three weeks as well. Right, sure. okay. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be a tremendous shame if he didn't have a, a few matches with Randy Orton or whatnot. Like, I think that would be a real opportunity missed. Surely you could give the fans what they want, get him on the main roster, but let him, you know, dictate his schedule for a while, especially if he's winding down his career. Yeah. I think that would be a waste. Even just... Even, yeah. Even, yeah. Yeah. Or bring Orton down. Like, mm-hmm. even, clo- even closer to Survivor Series, you ignite that feud a little bit. Tommaso turns up, but I know, whatever October's pay-per-view is, no mercy or whatever, costs Orton a match to set up the M2 one-on-one at Survivor Series, NXT versus Raw, rather than just the five-on-five matches. You know, have it a bit more like Invasion was, you know, where it was like WCW versus WWE and WWE versus ECW and stuff like that, where it was a bit more brand 1v1 and triple threat and stuff, rather than just the champions face each other and then a 5v5 thing. I think you could do a little bit of that and get him some exposure that way. Can we have a triple threat between the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT referees? <laughs> I don't even know like the referees' names yeah. anymore. Do you remember they done that at Invasion? Yeah, Nick Patrick. <laughs> Nick Patrick. <laughs> God, it was awful. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Spud, off the top of your head, give me maybe two, if you can, if you even have two that you think are underrated on any uh, of the three fair. rosters. 100%. Just very, very quickly, I was skimming through Twitter while we were talking there, and somebody has put 
Raw's Becky Lynch, SmackDown's The Miz, and NXT is Keith Lee. So <laughs> that's one of the worst takes I've ever said. Um, uh, Shorty G, yeah. Chad, Abel, yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle O'Reilly. I like him as I really like, like Kyle a, O'Reilly. I think he does little things. The reason I like D'Lo Brown, I have to get D'Lo Brown in every time. Um, <laughs> he does little things well. There's little intricacies and like movements and stuff like that. I think Kyle O'Reilly is amazing. Um, Shorty G, uh, Chad Gable is should have been Angle's illegitimate kid. Um, they look the same for, for goodness sake. But uh, yeah, those two off the top of my head, mate. Kyrie Sane as a as yeah. a. Uh, women wrestlers as well and uh, Shayna Baszler I think they've just decided nah no more of her yeah. Um, but yeah those kind of those kind of ones there I would sort of put them as underutilized rather than underrated as yeah. I've already said yeah it's fair Neil anyone off the top of your head we've maybe we missed yep I'm, this again might be a bit left field for underrated I'm going to say for Raw I'm going to say the big show I think he doesn't get enough credit <laughs> Because he can play a variety of different roles. He disappears for a while. He comes back. He's thrown into the, he could be main event. He could be mid-card, whatever. I think I don't think he gets enough credit, so I'm going to say he's underrated in that aspect. SmackDown, I think Sami Zayn's underrated. And on NXT, I think Bree Zangor underrated. They're actually very entertaining. Yeah, I know what you're meaning, but when you say the big show, I, I wouldn't say it's underrated overall, but... He's the type of guy when he turns up on Raw, you look at Twitter and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh no, here comes the big show again, or oh, the big show's back, like, you know, like the Zeds or whatever for people going to sleep, yeah. and it's just sort of going... That's what I mean. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that, does he? He's such a likeable guy. Believable. He's someone that you can put in as a filler feud, so say Randy Orton at the minute, he's a filler feud with Big Show, or you can throw Big Show into a title match randomly, and... Um, where he puts someone over, he helped put Braun Strowman over, or you can put him in the mid card. He's the sort of guy who could show up in the Universal Championship division or the 24 7 division. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't think he gets the credit that he should get. You know, and he, again, he, he can drop into tag teams or whatnot. He was champion with The Miz, champion with Chris Jericho. So, yeah, I've always thought he's somebody that can be a bit underrated. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, just as we wrap up, Spud. What about you? Oh, me? Underrated? Um, probably... I know you made the list to ask us, but like, who do you think, just off the top of your head, that we haven't said? I think Timothy Thatcher in NXT. Well, I don't know if he's underrated or just up and coming and who? people are getting a bit of hype about him. He's a British guy called Timothy Thatcher. He's a bit... He's not British. Is he not? I thought he was from UK. <laughs> no, he's, he's American. Is he? Was he on NXT UK? Is that why I'm thinking he was... He no, he British. went straight into... I'm just going to check it here while you're talking, but yeah. no, he's American, man. Is he? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, he never came What about from, Tyson Tebow? Yeah. What about him? I have no idea who Tyson that is. Tebow. You text me that and said Tyson Tebow's in NXT, and I went, who? I've never heard of him. Alice, I, I'm not joking. I was surprised, right? So earlier on, I was reading through the WWE website and looking at all, like, who's on what roster and whatnot, and Tyson Tebow came up, and I was like, who the hell is that? And he's on NXT UK, but do you know who I was really surprised is still on the roster? I thought they released him. I could not believe it. And I was, I it's, I know, 
No, I know this is meant to be the most underrated or whatnot, but the most overrated person ever, and he's still on the roster, that cave troll Lars Sullivan. Oh my god, I could not believe it. He is still there. What a waste. <laughs> I don't know what a waste. I know exactly what happened to him. And uh, <laughs> we should talk about that off the podcast, but I know exactly what happened to him. So No, I know, but he's still on the roster. He's still listed. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. thought he was gone. Nah. But he was brutal. <laughs> That's a bit mean, but yeah. No, but, but he was. like, uh, like he, His gimmick was brutal. He looked brutal. Not that I'm an oil painting myself, but, like, I mean, I just, I just, it, no character just coming out and randomly attacking people. Nah, <laughs> rubbish. Overrated. Uh, so, uh, Timothy Thatcher didn't come from NXT UK, man. Just no, confirming that. I wonder where I got that from. Maybe I'm just thinking of Timothy Thatcher. Sounds like just a standard British name from a lad from from like from like Brentford or somewhere. I actually thought the exact same. See, when he was against like Oni Lorcan and stuff like that, I thought this guy's like um oh Oni Lorcan. There's one. He's another. He, he's like another Drew Gulak, isn't he? I think though. He just yeah. has, he just has good matches, and then everything he tweets is in capital letters, which just annoys me. So he got unfollowed. Oh, Daddy, he's really funny on Twitter, I think. I think he's just, he doesn't care. He's like, I'm not big enough to be noticed by, like, Triple H and stuff, so I'm just going to say what I want. Yeah, and say what I want in capital letters, so it looks like it's big enough. (laughs) Yeah. But you said Timothy Thatcher, anybody else? Timothy Thatcher be on that. Um, Who else would be on that? I think he just hasn't been there long enough. Yeah, I think think give him a couple, maybe a year, a year and a half, he'll easily be up in the main roster. Um, Who else would be on my list? Grimes, he's good in the ring, but his gimmicks, yeah. his gimmicks shocking. Once you get him he up, wears a hat. I, I, his gimmick works in NXT. It doesn't work on the main roster. And I think you don't think you can have a guy coming out with a hard on pretending he's from I don't know where Alabama or something. Just and that's him. And his gimmick is he's from Alabama or wherever he's from. I mean <laughs> the uh, the what do you call the pig farmers? Yeah, Back in the, the day. Godwins. Hilda. Godwins, yeah, they pretty much made a career. What about um the Japanese guy, the Back to the Future dude? Which one? Is it Bushi? I want to say it's Bushi. I'm not 100%. Well, he's in New Japan. No, you... it's not him then. It's, uh, sorry, mate, I've cleaned. It's, it's went out of my head, but he's kind of been, he's on NXT. He was in the Cruiserweight sort of tournament and lost to, to uh, me, Rob Starspud. No, not to, here. He's on the rate of Tazawa, but um, Tajiri. <laughs> nah, Tajiri, but he I was. I can't think. He was on. He was on that cruiser thing a couple of years ago, was he not? Yeah, um, two seconds. I have no much. idea who these guys are that used to are talking Kushida. about. Kushida. Yeah, Kushida. Yeah, you're right, Kushida. Yeah. Kushida, sorry, not Abushi. My mistake. I'm racist. I think. Um, I think Mia Yim's very good. Uh, I'll be, yeah. I'll be. I, whenever Keith Lee comes up, I could see her going up just because they're together. When they yeah. come up to the main roster, because they're both very good, very good workers. She's a she's excellent, an excellent wrestler actually. Shelton Benjamin still on the roster. Yeah, he's been over or underrated for like twenty years at this point. So yeah, it really I'm has. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin would be up there. Um, I'm struggling to think of anyone else because it's like you said, if they're on this, if they're on the show, they're obviously they're good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. about that, like. <laughs> Not right enough, but like I was thinking through the roster earlier on, and there's so many people. I'm like, who the heck are these guys? And then 
for the actual main roster, it was like, where's the star part? Yeah. At home in his ranch. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I like Ali, actually. Ali on SmackDown. I, think I literally haven't seen him wrestle in a long old time. Yeah. I do like him. I like the gimmick and stuff like that, but uh, he's just there. He's very flippy. He's a ricochet. Ricochet, yeah. you could sort of say, and his tag partner, who I forgot about. Um, Here, what uh, do you call the fella? Cedric Alexander. What, Sorry. What do you call the fella that, well, I didn't see him on the roster at all, but he like shows up and it's like <laughs> on the main events of the Saudi pay-per-views. What do you call him? Oh, Mansur. <laughs> oh, Mansur. The bed. yeah, the streak. The streak continues. <laughs> like that boy is is he on the normal roster or does he just show up at those pay-per-views over there? He, he was on the normal roster, I think, on the website, but I've never seen him on the normal on an actual I show. Have. have you? I have. See, like building up to. Uh, he'd be on NXT building up to a Saudi show and for like three weeks after a Saudi show and then he'd just go back into the crowd and just blend in he was one of the when I was in Portland he was one of the panellists before the show <laughs> talking about right. oh who do you fancy tonight in the main event between Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa that he's like should come see me in Saudi <laughs> but it's a joke the way like the fella's not on TV at all, but Bernie, and then suddenly he's like wrestling Dolph Ziggler in Saudi Arabia. Is, it, yeah. it was for Ziggler, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he did Cesaro Cesaro one time well. and Ziggler another time. He's, he's literally just. They're very good matches. They're very good matches, but and yeah. he won one of the battle royals. I think he won the uh, battle royal over there as well. He's three and zero in Saudi. Yeah, just wait. He gets to twenty one and zero in Saudi. They have Brock Lesnar beat it, and then there's Brock. a riot. <laughs> Seventy year old Brock Lesnar coming in there, five and him. <laughs> Goldberger drops him on his head. Who <laughs> um, hey else? I'm trying to think of someone else off the top of my head now. Um, you know who I've, all, I've always been a massive fan of this guy, and I don't think anyone else really is. Sheamus. I wouldn't. I don't know. Wouldn't say he's underrated, but he's always solid. He always puts a solid match on. He's not underrated, but yeah, you're right. Um, I'm sure Neil's going to mention that he doesn't like his humour. He doesn't like his rum where he was like talking about Father Ted and stuff. I didn't like that 2012 one, but it's work recently where he's been like saying about Jeff Hardy being an alcoholic and all that stuff. But meanwhile, Seamus is on the screen drinking a pint. Drink like, I thought that was quite, yeah, I thought that was quite funny. That did make me giggle. Is uh, that not one I, of the most overrated like or overused like storylines at the minute? Because I'm pretty sure Samoa Joe did this last year with Jeff. He definitely, he, yeah, he definitely mentioned it. I think it was Jeff. There was a yep. crowd of them. What the title match and Joe came out. Did he not be like, and you want a title match? Should you not be in the bar drunk or something like that? Oh, it was. There was. Uh, he was up in the tight Titantron and like he was in a bar. Samoa Joe. He was talking about. Oh, here we go. What's your favorite? What's your what's your poison, Jeff? And stuff <laughs> like that. Hundred percent. And then before that CM Punk and just good blah, blah, blah. right we'll get it he's got problems maybe don't air them on TV yeah <laughs> that but whole police thing is awful but yeah sorry the, the worst Bob, the, when you said there about uh, is that one of the most overused angles I actually thought because we just mentioned the pint of Guinness I thought you were going to say is that not the most overrated beer about that's <laughs> a great answer yes I agree with you I don't like it either yeah, yeah. I hate Guinness. Drinking a Guinness is like a meal. It's like <laughs> it's like having a kebab. 
drinking a Guinness for me, it just sits in my stomach. But nah, I'm not a fan. Nah, me neither. Get it. <laughs> well, to make it just to make it a hat trick, me same. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're we're not any of us are not in the Guinness fan club here. Um, to to finish off, I want one person each, just a name from the Attitude Era. Start with you, Neil. Underrated. No way, I'm gonna say. Wow. <laughs> um, I know yours, Neil. Yours is X Pac. So moving on to Spud, you can say. <laughs> <laughs> um, underrated from Steve Black. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> alright that's fair I, 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 Steve was good he was, okay. he was good for hardcore and he hit cool music and the fact he just beat people cool up with candlesticks and he's now a bounty hunter and has his own TV show what a guy oh legend Spud gun and it's not allowed to be D'Lo Brown you have to pick a different one why is it not allowed to be D'Lo Brown because I want you to pick someone else that's, that's the only reason <laughs> actually um, you pick one <laughs> <laughs> you pick one first let me think because I had Dilo in my back pocket I love the guy um, okay really I, we didn't realise <laughs> I would you're a one man Dilo Brown appreciation society <laughs> I love it I it's, really like, it's like spot, it's like it's like spot in the Dilo Brown supporters club and Neil in the Barra Best supporters club it's Dilo, just this those Barra Best who do you think I'd say legitimately I'm struggling. I didn't have one, that's why I threw it at you two. Val you Venus. Val Venus. Venus. <laughs> so we're just doing like intercontinental champions from like 99. <laughs> so right, okay. the pops to right, Dilo is. Do you know who's uh, mad underrated? Farouk. How about that? All right. Farouk uh, came in, athletic guy, uh, took everybody under his wing and sort of was a veteran right from the get-go. Farouk, why not? He, he teased and sort of when he had that mad helmet um, and was like a gladiator before the Nation of Domination that he was teasing uh, the WWF title at the yeah. time. I think I believe his promos and I think he is a badass. Also Haku or Ming. Because yeah. I'm watching sure. a lot of old school WCW at the moment. Oh, Willie Riggs, uh, William Regal. Yeah, I, I give you Regal. I always loved Regal, so I'll give you that. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, three, five points, Gryffindor. Um, <laughs> to wrap up, gentlemen, I just want to thank you for your time. Neil, it has been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for having me. I feel like I've not been here in a while. No, you haven't. We've um, we've kept you off the air due to some controversial opinions um, that our fans didn't quite like. So welcome back. Welcome back to the pod- podcast. Oh, our fan, our fans, Alan. It's been an absolute blast and incredible experience to be back. I can't wait for the next one in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for having me on again. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, same. And Spud, as always, um, our friends that give us the, let us use their theme song, give them a shout out and yes. thank you for being on the show. Yes, I always panic before I do this bit because it's the only bit that I actually have to think about. But thank you to the Fake Flirtations for letting us use Closer as our theme tune. Look them out on uh, Spotify. They have a new EP out last year, or last month, sorry. And uh, give them a like on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram as well, and Aaron Spud. Or say that all my opinions are rubbish on Aaron Spud number one on Twitter. I appreciate it. Really love 
doing this podcast, man. So always going to be here. Yeah, well, gentlemen, thank you very much. And from all of us at the podcast and from Barra Best, we <laughs> wish you all the best and have a wonderful <laughs> evening. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast with me, your host, Darren. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the podcast. Thanks for your time. Stay safe and tune in next time.